You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Break a Bat podcast where baseball meets Broadway. An attempt to show that my two favorite mediums don't have to live in such separate worlds and maybe even break some stigmas. We're happy to have you with us. Now let's play ball. Today's guest defines a Broadway triple threat in every sense of the term. She can sing, she can dance, and she can act. The baseball equivalent of a hitter who hits for average, power, and gets on base. Or, or a closer who gets a lot of strikeouts, saves, and has a high fastball velocity. Her Broadway career dates back to 1991 in the Will Rogers Follies, and she's since appeared in the blockbusters including, but not limited to, Sunset Boulevard, The Producers, Catch Me If You Can, Something Rotten, and most recently, an incredible 10-month run in the prom. In addition to this, she's proven to be a favorite among our fan base, having been voted by you, the fans, to our 2019 Break a Bat Broadway All-Star team. Now batting, Angie Schwarer. All right. Wow, that was an intro. (laughs) I want to hear that again. All right. All right, we'll put it up. It it will be available on iTunes, folks. So um, it's so great to have you here in studio. Thank you. How you feeling? I know you had quite a run there in the prom, catching catching your breath. Well, it's sort of interesting because when we made the plan to do this, you know, uh, it, it, it's a, it was the perfect day. I didn't realize that because today, last week was sort of a vacation, uh-huh. you know, like the sure. show closed and you're like, well, it's kind of like I'm on vacation. Now it's Tuesday. I should be going to the show. But instead, I came here. So in a weird way, it was sort of great to now get to rehash a little bit about the prom, but also cathartic in that... I had to come to Midtown. <laughs> well, we're happy to Except have you, Except not Angie. to my Broadway show. No. <laughs> yeah. Something a little different for sure, but gets you back in that rhythm. Um, you know, obviously, your story begins in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Uh, tell us a little bit what it was like growing up there. Well, it was a small town. Um, my Cincinnati was sort of my metropolis growing up. It was right across the river. But um, I grew up with four, uh, four brothers and a sister. My sister was a dancer, so I would go to the Ziegler's studio of dance, and I would watch her dance. She's nine years older than I am. And um, I would start doing little tricks with the, the my dance teacher's daughter because she was my age, and she, she started teaching me cartwheels and things. And, and then I started taking dance when I was about five, and I danced my whole life. Um, still till today. So I'm 105 years old, so <laughs> count that. <laughs> um, and yeah, my brothers and sister would have to drive me 
uh, to, to my dance classes and I took gymnastics and I was, you know, did all the this, this normal things we all do. I was a cheerleader in high school. Um, but it wasn't until I went to college that I sort of got the bug to try to do a book show. And nobody told me at a young age, uh, you need to learn to speak and act. I just loved dancing so much. I just loved performing. So you had never done any book shows up until you got into college? Did, no. Was it just dancing up until that point? Basically, yeah. I did do uh, one book show in high school, Alice in Wonderland. I was a bird. I had one line. I don't remember what it was. Did you enjoy it? I don't think so. I wore a onesie and had talons. <laughs> but I did it. Um, so I think that might have been the start, but then it was in college where I had a, a college professor that gave me uh, Lois Lane and Kiss Me Kate. So it was sort of my first breakout moment of like, oh, and this I can do, right? And as like my character, Angie, she does a little bit of everything, sings a little, dances a little, acts a little. So um, it's sort of like my thing and what I enjoy doing most because I, until my body can't move, I, I will always want to have some sort of dance involved in it. Yeah. Angie, I love that your character in the prom has that connection with you as a person and that both of you are able to do all of these different things that make people come to theater. Um, and I think there's a lot of uh, parallels to the baseball community in that sort of way. I mean, we love utility players who can do it all. Like, those are the people. Those are the lifeblood of the team. Love a little utility. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get enough of it. Um, yeah, so uh, that's something that, uh, you know, we we really, uh, we, we admired that here on the show. Um, we're really happy to have you. Well, I, I, I feel like, in a weird way, we are athletes in our own way. I mean, I have to keep everything together. I have to keep everything put right. together, as yeah. a baseball player does, right? Yeah. Be, be on your game. Be on yeah. your gig, I right? I love that. You, you are you're an athlete on the stage, Angie. You know? I am, in five-inch heels. <laughs> yeah, and your height advantage makes a difference, you know. Well, we, thank yeah. you, see? <laughs> yeah. Now, um, so you act throughout college. Um, there's a road to Broadway here. Um, and I understand you got discovered by Tommy Toon. Does that happen while you're performing at Disney? Mm -hmm. Give us a little bit of the backstory. I can just college. give you a quick, yeah. So it was college, and then my summers, I would I did uh, Bush Gardens one summer. Went back to college, did did Bush Gardens another summer, and then I went to Disney, which was a college program originally, and then they turned us professional, and then I just kept working. Um, and then uh, I did. I was a showgirl in Atlantic City for a while. I was a showgirl in Japan, but through someone at Disney, I got an audition for my first Broadway show. So I flew to New York City and auditioned at the Nederlander stage on stage where Pretty Woman just uh, sadly closed. And that's where Disaster played too, Scotty. Yep, Disaster. But I auditioned on the stage and everyone who was doing the workshop who are my friends to this day Troy Johnson Jerry Mitchell Katie Huffman were watching so talk about nerves but the best part is I was so oblivious you know you know how they say ignorance is bliss like right. I didn't know I didn't know them and I was, mm -hmm. they were all sitting in the theater watching me audition and it was one of the most fun auditions I've ever done and then I sang a Cy Coleman song which I didn't know Cy Coleman was sitting in the audience get out of here yeah. of all he the songs you choose yeah I sang on the other side of the tracks and he was like hey that's my song <laughs> hey, <yeah. laughs> so just naive and stupid but um, anyway they liked my hide advantage too cool yeah see how I threw that back at <laughs> yeah. you yeah <laughs> So that's so. Next thing you know, you're in the Will Rogers Follies. Mm -hmm. um, what was that experience like? Actually, living the life of a Broadway performer. Well, everything was new to me. The city, uh, the schedule. Had you been in New York City before? Just to do the Macy's Parade for a theme park called Kings Island. Atlanta, Georgia. 
Uh, no. no, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, okay. Or Columbus, Columbus. Columbus, sorry. Ohio, okay. So um, I did um, a routine. that We had to do the whole parade route, which I've never done for a Broadway show, but we did the whole parade route. So I came and saw a couple of Broadway shows. I was probably 18. Do you remember your first show? I don't know which one I saw first, but they, it was a chorus line and Dream Girls were the two song, two shows I saw. Okay, and you've certainly got a classic and chorus line there. But next thing you know, you're doing this show. You're do- learning the ropes, baby. From from Jerry Mitchell, you know, he was in the chorus with me. I was a swing, so I I had to learn all the parts. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got some swings in baseball? Yeah, we got those. <laughs> we don't call them swings though. What do you call them? Just just utility players. Utility you know? players. That's it. So yes. I was yeah. a utility player in my yeah. first show. Um, I had to learn all, uh, there's 12 women, so I learned the, the six tallest. So you had to learn a, essentially six different parts. Right, then I, I eventually went on, you know, because someone was out, so I had to go into maybe a shorter girl track. So I eventually went on for every single one except for one, I think. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So, and as you're doing this, you realize, you know what, I'm pretty good at this. You think that I think this is something I might want to stick to. I, I wish I knew then that I would be here for 28 years. Right. Because I would have bought, you know, a really cheap ass apartment. <laughs> and it would be fierce right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. I never got ahead of myself. I never, you know, always always my last job. Every show I do is my last job. I'm never going to get another job in my own head. So then 28 years later, 11 Broadway shows later. <laughs> and we're sitting here, here talking here, yeah. about this. It's um, pretty amazing. And I, you know, there, I wasn't on Broadway the whole time, please. Um, but I, you know, filled in with a lot of regional shows and, you know, got, had got a chance to do some other things, too. But for the most part, give or take a few years here and there. Yeah. And, uh, you know. And wh- it's over. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Folks, you better, li- you better listen through the whole interview because we're going to talk about what comes next after the prom later on. Um, anyway, how do you end up meeting Susan Stroman, famous Broadway director? Because that ends up leading to a pretty big break for you. And we'll get to that in a second. I auditioned for Stroh for a, the first national tour of Crazy for You. And this is after Will Rogers followed? Yep. I was still in it. Oh, you're still in it. And the same casting directors cast it. Oh, wow. Hughes Moss. Okay. They don't exist anymore. But I, I watched uh, Julie Hughes turn, lean over to Stroh and say, she's a swing, like in my show. Yeah. And um, it, was the, it was the last time I ever did swing. I loved it. And pe- people, you know, it's like the most important job. Um, but I was one of the first people Stroh cast in the first national tour. And because I was so tall, it sort of made the cast she made all the girls a little taller i think um but yeah she she took me under her wing right away there was something about just you know i sort of resemble her you know there's something there was just like an instant love affair that we had yeah um so i had to you know dance and sing and and then i got that tour so i left will rogers and went on the tour for crazy for you for a year and then she let me join the broadway company for the last year and a half it seems like you keep getting hit cast and hit after hit um, next thing you know, you're doing Sunset Boulevard. Well, it just, like it's just one of those days that everything sort of aligned. I was replacing the showgirl part in it, believe it or not, the showgirl part. Um, <laughs> she did. She played all like Hedy Lamarr and Lana Turner. She played all the movie star people. Um, and the, she was a showgirl at the beginning. But I, I went into the audition and my backpack got caught on my fishnets. Oh, no. And I was supposed to sing first. I thought I was supposed to dance first. So I'm all dressed in my two-piece and my fishnets because it's harem girls so I go in my backpack hook it was on my fishnets and I was like I am so sorry I am so sorry and I couldn't get it off <laughs> and it doesn't rattle you at all I mean, are well you no but if, like, if you think about it you're 
in the being in the moment, you have a personality. Yeah. Because you're just it's you're just you have apart. something else <laughs> to think about. But if I went in the room, you know, I, I have this thing of like it's like your personality goes out the door. You're like, oh, hello. Mm. But because I was in this situation, I did it. And Peter Lawrence, who is who was the PSM, turned to Jody Mocha, who was my friend and associate choreographer, and he said, hire her. <laughs> Look at that. Look how the turntables, uh, how the tables yeah. turn. So it was one of those days had it been any other moment. And it was like, he'd be like, who's this idiot? Like, what's she doing? But for that, so I did still had to dance and yeah. sing, but they did, did end up hiring me. I tell Peter Lawrence that story all the time. He doesn't remember it. Oh, no. And <laughs> but it, it ends was a, up. It was a great moment because they're not always like that. Oh, you know? absolutely not. And yet it ends up becoming one of the biggest shows in Broadway yeah. history. Yeah. And then I left Sunset to do the first national tour of Chicago. So that And understudy Roxy. To understudy Roxy. And this is now, is it it's portrayed in the prom that it's your dream role? Is it actually Angie Schwartz's dream role? Well, until the prom. Until the prom. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get there because obviously but you Ula's in there too, so we got a lot of dream roles. Absolutely. And and you know Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, in between all of this, there is a little something that comes up where you start to wonder, do I want to stick with this? Because you actually interviewed for a job still within the same realm of your profession, but off stage. Tell yeah. us about that. Well, it was just a little whim. I had a friend that was like, they're looking for an assistant at this agency. Um, I went and interviewed for this agency and the woman said, um, I, will, I won't use anyone na any names. I mean, it was so many years ago. She just said, um, I interviewed six people today and of all the people, you would be my choice. And I said, but I will tell you this, you, there will, if there comes, you know, back in the day it was papers, right? You didn't, if something comes across the desk that says five foot ten, blonde, alto, <laughs> it might hurt my feelings. Yeah, a little bit. Like I might, <laughs> might hurt my feelings. Yeah. And she said, call me in a year. And then the producers happened like within months of that. And that was six years. And next thing you know, history. Um, after that experience, uh, you reconnect with Susan Stroman. And the producers come to mm -hmm. You're back in the ensemble, and it ends up leading to something pretty yeah. big for you. Well, I hadn't left the ensemble yet, I don't think. Um, but, yes, I was in the original ensemble. And I do what I did in the in the show in the movie, too. Uh, I'm the Beerstein yes. showgirl and um, Hazel, the wardrobe mistress. Um, which I named myself. Ah. But I was the second cover for uh, Ula and... Something crazy happened where Katie went out during the show and the and the first cover was on vacation. 
and I got to go on. So I was thrown on on a Wednesday. It was a it was Valentine's Day. Were you the official understudy at that point? Yes, yeah, but re- I was the second cover. And okay. Stro, she likes to have a first and a second. Okay. Um, so I was thrown on. I knew it was between shows. I was doing a little modeling thing for William Ivy Long, who was our costume designer. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, you ha- you're going to go on. So I got taken back up to the show in William Ivy's Escalade. Oh. And I pull up to the St. James. And I, you know, rehearsed with Matthew Broderick. For the dance no pressure number. there, just in yeah. rehearsing with Matthew for the, for the dance number, I didn't. Ha- I had a couple of costumes, but I wore mostly Katie's, and I got thrown on. And thank God that it went okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because Clearly that could have been a disaster. I mean, the, of all the, I mean, of all the shows, it's the hottest show on Broadway at that time. It has the Tony for best musical. Yeah. it has Matthew Broderick. It has. So Nathan I have Matthew and Nathan when I knock on the door and I say. Beale stuck in bloom. <laughs> and they I opened the door and the two of them were just like staring at me with their little faces and they were so cute and so excited that it kind of helped me calm down a little bit. And then after I say my big long name, um, he was uh, Nathan was rubbing my hands and I, they were a little bit trembly, but like there was something about him grabbing me and I he knows this story too that I was like like I'm going to be okay. So thank you, Nathan Lane, because that is why it went so well. And I did a few more shows after that. And then Stro asked me to do the first national tour. And then I came back to Broadway. Now, while you're doing the tour, do you know, is this in preparation for to take over the role? Not necessarily. Not necessarily, because we knew Katie was still there. And and then I just I was a few months shy of finishing in L.A., she called me in L.A. I remember I was at Shutters on the beach with a girlfriend of mine. And I, she said, do we want you to come back to Broadway? And I said, okay. She said, what do you want? And I said, well, I'd love to finish out here with Marty Short and Jason Alexander. It's only two months. She's like, we need you now. Oh, wow. So I left two months shy of the first national that was in L.A. and then came here. And you came back here. And, and finished it out. Is that your I made it moment? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I still, you know, n- I never really think I've made it. <laughs> I'm just a workhorse, and uh, I love to work, and I I love getting to do all different kinds of things that um, sort of, like you were saying, include, are all inclusive of my utilities and <laughs> things, of, you know, my triple threat. Right. Of my, um, you know, what is it? Average power and gets on base. Yeah, yeah it's like it's that's like you. the A Rod in baseball. That's uh, that's like the, that type of equivalent. So that's a, that's a pretty good equivalent. <laughs> so Angie, what's more pressure, taking on an established lead role like you did in the producers, or originating a role that was based on yourself like you did in the prom? Absolutely, hands down, originating a role. And even though it was easy in the way that it was based on me, so all my little Angieisms, I kind of just easily used in the part. We just want, we're trying to generate, you know, getting people there. And so it just seemed, it was so much more pressure. The producers was already an amazing entity. It's won the most Tonys still to this day. And I could imitate. Right. I stole all the things I loved best about Katie Huffman and and then the things I couldn't do, I made a, a different in right. my own yeah. body. So definitely, because, you know, it's much easier to sort of imitate than originate, I think. Do you have a favorite um, plus line? Plus, there was just more pressure because we just wanted to get momentum yeah, for the yeah, show. Yeah. So you always felt high pressure. Like, probably I would if I was trying to hit a baseball. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> it's 
not easy hitting a baseball. <laughs> certainly isn't. Now, once the producers end, from there on out, you continue to work. And it seems like big show after big show, you do Catch Me If You Can, Something Rotten. You even do a little TV in Smash on NBC where you get to work with Casey Nicola. Mm-hmm. I find that to be a very key moment in your story because I think it's in some ways a precursor to what ends up happening with the prom. Why don't you tell us that story? We were going to get a Diet Bev, which is what I call Diet Coke, ah. Diet Bev at uh, Craft Services, and we were walking along, and he said, I'm, I'm riding the show right now with, with Bob Martin. I'm not sure. Sh- I don't remember him saying Chad's name, but Chad Beglin also wrote, and he said, and we call the character Anne Shore. We call her your name with his cute little face. We call her your name. <laughs> so that was seven years ago. And, you know, do you ever know that it's going to make it? I don't know that I ever. So every little bit and piece we did between now and then, like a one-day table read, a 29-hour reading, a workshop out of town in Atlanta, you know, they all spanned over those seven years. And so we finally, it did happen, and now it's over, but <laughs> but at least it happened. Um, and yeah, that was the, the first time he told me, and never in a million years did I think at that moment that he told me that it would come to fruition. It's just so crazy to think that's such a long time to have so much uncertainty on one role. It's it's a really special role, I think, for um, audience as well. You know, like we get to see uh, someone playing out a little bit of themselves on stage. Um, yeah. It's definitely cool. It's unique. Um, and I, I just got to imagine that having all this uncertainty kind of help you create create that character well, I think for, for all of us, the the four of the four of us mm-hmm. have been in it from the beginning, always. And you know, That's there was you, just Chris, uh, Christopher Sieber, Brooks Ashmanskis, and Beth Level. Yes. Um, so we just always, you know, there was time in between where we just there was things we couldn't take because there was the you know a four week reading of a four week workshop of the prom. We right. just knew we had to be there because I'm telling you what, if you if I'm not in the room, somebody else is. That's the, that's the nature of the industry, right? Somebody else is. And they might just do something funnier, something better. You know, <laughs> you just never know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, one of my other favorite things I said to Casey was like, when is this going to happen? Because I don't want you all of a sudden, we want a young Angie Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> or I should say younger. Um, yeah. So I was glad that it happened. I think the thing that stands out to me about the prom was just how strong the fan base became. It, it, it seems very similar to what happened with Dear Evan Hansen and Hamilton. Um, personally, I felt it deserved the Tony Award for Best Musical. However, Thank I, you. Me too. Hey, there we go. So, honestly, when, when you're going through that, and you've been in big shows before, but now all of a sudden you're playing it's yourself. Different. It's different, right? And, and is, is it a rush? What's that feeling like? Does it make you any extra nervous like while you're going out there trying to meet those expectations or... How do you feel? No, I think it just turns into something bigger than just we're just a bunch of showbiz like waka waka. This is <laughs> this is helping change people's lives. Yeah. I've never experienced that. And because you know, I always am, am teasing tease myself, tease at, like how I have like mediocre, mediocre vocals. Um the fact that so many people have written letters to me that say they listen to Zaz and it um it makes them it helps them overcome obstacles or when I'm having a bad day and I or I have to face something, uh, I listen to Zaz. I've got, I've got so many messages and, and letters like that and never in any other show have I gotten that. So um, I still get little messages now, even though the show is closed and they're just like, we just, they, they send you things and say, we just wanted to thank you for all, everything you've done for us and helped change our lives. And so never in a million years did you ever think change a life 
change a life, you know, for just some Broadway hack, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I love that because, you know, it's just, it's a song that I think can put a positive attitude on even the most hard uh, adversities. Right. And, and it's, I, just, it's just fun. And what you're know? doing on stage while you're performing it, that can't be easy with the legs, by the way, Angie. That's got to be a difficult well, song it, to actually Back in perform. the day, I didn't really have to warm up. But um, now I do, just to even do that, which is sad. And the finished, pro- and finished product sure wasn't. Thank you. But um, it's funny because it, you feel like it's just like a wacky, silly number, but you realize the heart of it, uh, it really is yeah. meant to. I think it's a turning yeah. point in the show. To help her. Yeah you know, get, branch out and help her tell her story and give her the confidence. And um, I, I choked up the final show. I, I didn't realize I would, but I choked up at a couple lines. And one was when I say, um, look, kid, not everybody gets a chance to step out of the chorus. That one got me, like my throat, like, and I was like, you need to pull it together. Wow. Because I can barely sing, so I certainly uh-huh. can't cry and sing. <laughs> and then the other one I choked up is when I say to her at the end, I say, uh, now that you found your zazz, it's time to show it to the world. And I, I looked at her little face and I said, you think you know how? That one got me too. So I realize that there is so much heart in that number. And as much as I'm like, my legs are flying around, yeah, I'm yeah. crazy. There's a lot of emotion packed in that crazy dance routine. You know, it really is. You look at me like I'm crazy. All right, that's our production assistant, Erin Connors, who's in studio today. She's looking at Angie like she's nuts. Oh, I love it. But as silly as it is, you realize that it really comes from a good place. Like everything in the show, right? So got a lot Absolutely. of heart. Absolutely. And I got to ask, what kind of, you know, physical preparations do you need for a number like that? Well, for, for that moment, I do a nice warm up. I use one of the hotel beds in the wings okay. at intermission. And I have, I'm very, I'm very rich. I have lots mm-hmm. of rituals. So everyone knows exactly where to find That's me. That's like a Wade Boggs, by the way, before oh, yeah. the game had to yeah. have chicken oh, and beer. He's a little superstitious too. Yeah. I don't have chicken, but I have potato chips. Are you superstitious? No. Okay. I, I guess, in a weird way, I just very regimented. I like to do things the exact same yeah. way. So, to that, speaking back because to that Because it ritual. worked. Uh-huh. You know, I made it through without if it works hurting once, myself. You know. roll, I roll out my legs, and mm-hmm. then I got a split and lots of devil pays. Those are like leg kicks and uh-huh. things. You know, I guess I take a bat, <laughs> put it back behind <laughs> yeah, my shoulders yeah, so know, I can yeah. do my fossy uh, yeah. You know, I got to do fossy shoulders. Throw that one in the repertoire. <laughs> That was, uh, I mean, and, and to this day, one of my favorite performances that I've ever gotten the chance to see live. And if you haven't listened to Zazz, the Prom Broadway cast recording is available on Spotify. I listen to it quite frequently, and um, Angie's a huge reason for that. And um, wow, thank you. Yeah, we're just speaking the truth. Wow, Alan Scotty, I'm coming back. All right, right. anytime you want, Angie. Now, one thing we want to ask is, you know, the prom has ended. You made it through that last performance, and we know, listen, it, was, it, it couldn't have been an easy task. Have you thought ahead, though? What's next for Angie Schwarr? Well, what I have done is made myself very busy since the show closed, starting like the day after the show closed, um, with social events or things that I had to attend. Um, and I take dance class still every day. Mm-hmm. Not every-, every day, but two or three times a week, and then a physique 57 class two or three times a week. Wow. Um, because you got to keep all this together. Right. So, so that it gets prep- harder when, you, <laughs> when you're middle-aged. You guys don't know it yet because you got 30 years still. <laughs> well, I love that you're in peak physical shape at all times, ready to go. Well, you got to be. You're yeah. an, it's, you know, I'm <laughs> She's athletic. always ready to go. I'm an yeah. athlete, man, uh-huh. in my own way. Um, 
But I do, I have weekend plans, places, you know, all my famous friends, I get to go to their places. Yeah, that's a pretty good setup, too. <laughs> and then I'm going to see the grandbaby. Oh, okay. so Angie is right now officially a grandma, but she calls herself a... Grangie. She is a Grangie. That is well, right. Grace doesn't talk yet, but I'm going to have her call me Grangie. Um, so my stepdaughter has a little girl. So we're going to go see them another weekend. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm hounding. I'm going to start hounding Barry Weisler because I'm trying to get into Chicago. I think Angie needs to go on, to, on for Roxy. I think that it's destiny at this point. I think it's just the poetic justice that needs to happen I, I how, do you, thinking, we, how are we going to make it happen, Angie? How are we going to make Well, it I was thinking this. I thought maybe I'll just hound him a little bit, send him a few emails and say something like this. Um, so my prom character, Angie, finally gets to go on for Roxy Hart, dot, 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 and just see what he says. Leave it at that. That, oh, I think that's the perfect. That's a perfect. Yeah. I, I think I don't know. He, I think he's very um, happy to try to work it out. But they are pretty. They're pretty scheduled with their Roxies. But you never know. All right, Barry, if you're listening, this is our plea to you. Angie is ready to go Running on as Roxy Hart. Everybody's <laughs> lips is gonna be Roxy. There we go. <laughs> Can't beat that. That's the audition song right there. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, this is our friend Doug. Doug, this is Angie Schwar from The Prom. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And actually, Absolutely. we just have our intern joining us in the studio, Doug Horowitz. <laughs> looking beautiful. So he's here to join us for Fastball Derby. Which Slugger, we'll how you in doing? Second. So right now, folks, we feel like it would be a great way to wrap up the show with a segment that we call Fastball Derby. Angie, we're going to ask you questions. You say the first thing that comes to your head. Scotty, why don't you lead off? Kentucky Fried Chicken or New York Pizza? I'm from Kentucky. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ooh. Oh, I, mm. Favorite New York meal? New York Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a favorite pizzeria. Where's your go-to? Oh, I like any of them. Uh, Famiglia. Ooh. Right? She knows her Italian pizza. Like, that used to be like, across around the by the St. James. I oh, went yes. there all the time. They, they knew my order. One and slice it, of pepperoni pizza. You can't beat that. Hey, you can't beat that. But I think we got question three. May I ask you, funniest or most unpredictable actor or actress you've ever worked with? Well, because it just happened, Brooke Sashmanskis is so funny and changes everything every night. So Every night? Every night. He always changes it up. He's fearless, and it's something that can't be taught. He just has it. Hey, you got to have that in. I mean, between Broadway yeah. and baseball. Okay, Angie, your mm -hmm. biggest pre-show superstition. 
Well, ritual? Or ritual, yeah. Potato chips. Okay. Eat potato chips. Beth Level says they're good for my voice, so I would eat potato chips what and type stretch. Of chips? Lay's plain potato chips. Ah, uh, no salt and vinegar. That would mess with the okay. voice. I, I don't like. know, so but I like salt notes. and vinegar too. Okay. For all you listeners out there, salt <laughs> and vinegar um, chips. And uh, sour cream and cheddar. Oh, Ooh, delicious. Lay's. That is a wild I like card. these I like choices. That. I might have to get a bag after we record tonight. The performer you learned the most from and helped you most as a performer. I think I'm going to have to go way back to Nathan Lane because uh, he taught me stillness and he's so generous on stage that he does his thing because he just does his thing and then the focus goes to whoever else is next and he's still and lets that other person have. Um, and being the straight man, because Ula's kind of the straight man. Right. In the know, madness. <laughs> you, yeah, you kind of learned that that just just turning your head or focusing on something helps the moment. And I think I learned that from him. The nuances. If you yeah. Know, it's so nice. Stillness. There's strength in it. And we don't like to... We don't like to do it because you feel like, you know, it's got to be more yeah. frenetic and it's faster, funnier. But there is some strength in stillness. The cadence of the play. It's beautiful. Yeah. Doug, you take six. So, I have to ask you. We all have our own preferable songs. But what, Angie, is your favorite of all songs? Zazz. Zazz <laughs> picks her own. And you know what? I like it. There we go. I, I just had to. I just had to. Hey, nope. Can't hate on the Zazz. Favorite singer or band? You know who I loved growing up was Pat Benatar. Oh, mm. that's a good Is one. anyone a good Pat Benatar fan? I mean, hit me with your was best shot. You yeah. can't go wrong with that. I, um, are you, are you a fan? Scott? I tend to. I don't listen to music a lot. I know that sounds weird. Even I think when just, you're working out as much yeah, as you do, I don't. I don't really work out. I do at Physique 57, but they have music. <laughs> right. Um, but I, if I do flip on anything, a lot of times I'll do like Pat Benatar. Um, Billy Joel. Oh, oh, are you talking about Billy? We yeah. are Long Islanders. We're yeah. Long Island natives. We got to hear the favorite. My sister's a tremendous Billy Joel fan. For Megan, what's your favorite Billy Joel song, Angie? In the middle of night, <laughs> yeah. I was walking in my sleep through the river of dreams, through the, the river, river so deep. deep. That's pretty good. Oh my God, that oh, was yeah. just a sound clip right there. We got the full performance. Yeah. Scotty ate. This okay, favorite baseball player. Hello, Araldis Chapman. Hey! Okay. The Cuban Missile. We did not tell her to say that. Excellent. Doug, do uh, 10 and 11. Well, these are two different ones. One is just a quick shot off the fire. We're going to say, what is your lucky number? 11. Ooh, 11. Prom what? was my 11th Broadway show. Wow. No way. So That's why it's 11. 11. I was about yeah. to ask why. Angie, next time we come back, we're going to have to get you like a number 11 Yankee jersey. I was yeah. going to say, we're going to put we're on the bag. We're, we're going to put that on 11. She's going to get the full jersey. But then our next question, what is your all-time favorite film? You can give us your top three if it's that if it's that tough. I'm a chick flick girl. I'm a role. I think we're rom-com I'm a chick flick guys. girl. We are rom-com. I mean, are we talking about yeah. like the notebook? Are yeah. We well, about... the ones before your time. Well, Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, my Classic. God. Tom Hanks was absolutely beautiful in there. <laughs> Pretty Woman. <laughs> Pretty Woman. I mean. I... And then I have a very random favorite film that you guys might not know called The Ref. The Ref? Who, who was in that one? Um, it's Dennis Leary, Judy Davis, Kevin Spacey. Ooh, okay. It's hilarious. Judy Davis is pretty funny. Yeah. I it's hilarious. Watch Julia it. Julia Roberts was I'm writing this it's, it's a it's one of our traditions that my stepkids and my family we watch the ref on Christmas Eve because it's based around a 
around Christmas. Now, would oh, I like it more if I save it for the holidays, Andrew? Should I watch it like this weekend? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I think we might have to watch it when we get home. Not sure. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Now, it's very sarcastic and funny, and it's just great. And you know good humor, and you're obviously I think I do. in yourself. Oh, so and good. Christine Baranski's in it. Oh, and a Chicago the movie alumnus. So yeah. There you go. All right. Now, this one you might have been... Pulling it all back to Chicago. Yeah, I like that. Bullshit. Keeping it, yeah. Now, um, you might have answered it before. We know it's a favorite pre-show snack, but favorite late-night snack, two-show day, you get home from the theater, it's after midnight. What's Angie grabbing before she hits the couch? Vodka soda. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Cheers! Um. All right. (laughs) You thought it was going to be a snack. Yeah, we thought maybe popcorn, some ice cream, but yeah, vodka soda is pretty good. It might be a little cheese and a cracker, too. Okay. Well, yeah. That goes well with the vodka soda. As you know from experience, some some booze, a little cheese, a cracker, you know, it's classy. We keep it classy. Proudest moment of your career? I just lived it. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, I'm speechless. That's hard. I don't even know what to say. That's <laughs> excellent. Thank you so much. And um, best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Always say yes. Always show up. Um, be on your gig. I love that. Three truths to live by. And not to burst anyone's bubble, but when I said I just lived it, I really did mean the prom, but then I realized it's a double entendre. <laughs> I just lived it here, too. Hey! hey. The best, Angie. The absolute best. Listen, it's been a thrill to sit with uh, you today, Angie. Thank you so much for coming on. You know, we're all such big fans of yours, and it's been such an honor to interview you. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I never had so many fans in one room before. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, I think I only have a fan. Thank you, Angie. No, thank you, Angie. (laughs) Please, thank you, Angie. Thank you, guys. Wear this Yankee hat with pride. I will. Give it to your stepson. I will. Some gifts from the program. All right, folks, that'll close out the ball game. We'll see you next next time on Break a Bat. Thanks for listening to Break a Bat. This is produced by the fine folks at the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit and subscribe at bpn.fm slash breakabat. You can find me online at break underscore a underscore bat underscore podcast. And you can also find the Broadway Podcast Network on Instagram at Broadway Podcast Network. It's been so great having you here with us today, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 